Well, hello and welcome to another week of Soap Secrets. Now, Victoria Wilson joins me today to talk all things Holby. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Hannah. Okay, so the first story we're going to talk about really focuses on Fletch, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Big week for Fletch. Uh, well, basically, so it, it all kicked off. We know it all kicked off at the end of um, last week's Holby. Um, um, but but while the hospital was sort of dealing with the aftermath of the bomb blast, Fletch was dealing with a fallout of a different kind. Um, so to recap a bit, um, mental health nurse Lucky, right at the end, had just been rushed in with serious head injuries, and he couldn't uh, he couldn't understand why she'd been found unconscious on the floor of Jenny's office. That's what paramedics told him. Um, he soon became um, quite suspicious, though. And right at the end, he received a series of photo messages all, all, all through his... He clicked on his mobile phone and they all just sort of popped up one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, prior to her being injured, shall we say, um, of young girls' passports. Um, the, and these were found in Jenny's office. So he's sort of disturbed by this. That was sort of how the episode ended. And you're like, oh, OK, is he, is he sort of putting two and two together? We keep um, thinking she's going to get rumbled, don't we? Well, and it's not quite well, there. This week, he confronts her outright. He's like, you know, why have you, why have you got these photos? It, this, if Flesh is anything, he is certainly direct. Um, so he just, he just asks her. I mean, he, he's, un, he is, doesn't have any reason to believe that anything sort of untoward is going on. But uh, she, he so he sort of confronts her, asks her about it, and, and she lies to cover her tracks. Saying, "Oh, she she literally just needs them for ID for for that fund, the big fundraiser that she had a, a month or so back." Um, he's still, you can tell in his eyes though, he's still not totally convinced, um, and you just know that he's going to try and find out the truth. Hmm. Um, and will and will he? Is he going to? Do you think he'll keep investigating? Well, um, it, he doesn't have to dig too deep. To be fair. Um, his suspicions are, are sort of raised and, and confirmed, I guess, you, you could say, when Donna's daughter Mia turns up at Holby. See, Jenny's problem is she's so desperate. She's I don't know what drives her to, to do this thing that she's doing, but, you know, she gets Evie involved, and then Evie wasn't enough, she got Mia involved, and obviously we've seen this Alicia as well. Um, so Mia um, turns up at Holby with stomach pains, Sasha suspects she's got appendicitis, but when Mia collapses and then is rushed into theatre, Sasha discovers she has an ectopic pregnancy. This sets alarm bells going for Fletch. Um, So, you know, he'd seen, um, he'd earlier seen Evie and Mia arguing. Um, So he demands to know what they were fighting about. And spoiler alert, this week, um, Evie actually tells her dad everything. For weeks wow. and weeks, she's held all this in, and she she finally blurts it all out. Um, that's that's not the whole story, obviously. Um, but but we know she, she she sort of finally reveals all about Jenny's um, how she sort of exploits young girls um, for paying men at these late night parties. And when she tells him, Fletch is literally sick to his stomach. I mean, literally. Um, so, the, the, obviously, then I say there's more to this that he sort of tells um, Donna about his girlfriend's evil scheme. Obviously, her daughter's laid up in the hospital, and and let's just say she doesn't take the news too well. 
As you'd imagine, I really hope Jenny's got what's coming, you know? Well, she's sort of... Donna's all sort of screaming and shouting. She calls Fletch an unfit parent. She whacks Evie when she sees her. And it's clear she wants to kill Jenny. Donna is lovely, but she's not somebody I'd want to get on the wrong side of. No, um, absolutely not. So, you know, she really wants Jenny to be held to account immediately. Fletch, on the other hand, he kind of thinks... he He's... I suppose he sort of believes in that old adage that revenge is a dish best served cold. So he, he thinks that, you know, they need to wait for the right time and that they'll gain nothing from being hasty. Jenny, meanwhile, it seems like, you know, she's we, we see her having an earlier conversation with Evie that she, she feels like she's being rumbled and that she's making sort of plans to secretly to leave Holby. So I guess the question remains, can... Fletch, Evie and Donna put away you know they're, they're, they're at war now but it's, it's a wonder can they sort of put aside their differences to to bring Jenny down it's hard for Fletch as well because of course yeah. he's seen you know in a um, relationship and then yeah. suddenly you're not who you, you thought you were and it's mm. just awful no, he's he's totally loved up this. That's that's her way of trying to manipulate him also sort of keep him on side oh isn't this great I think there's there's a part in the episode as well where they they're still talking. They're talking about moving in together, and it's all yeah. She's 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 got this plan, and she's going forward with it, and she doesn't sort of care who she hurts along the way. She really doesn't. And no. the and the the other theme, kind of running, or the other storyline running through, is really a focus on on Ange, isn't it? Because of course. She's still recovering after having um, the twins, which were delivered by a C-section. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so she's recovering. Um, obviously she had this emergency C-section which is traumatic enough let alone happening right in the middle of a bomb blast at the hospital you're in um, so this week she's obviously in quite high spirits so, you know she's got this brand new bouncing baby girl and boy in her life but her mood's still quite low though to be fair whose wouldn't be after surviving such an ordeal um, partner Josh is he's amazingly supportive in, in these there's just a, there's a sort of just a few scenes between them but but they are lovely. Um, he's, he's amazingly supportive of Ange and kind of cheers her up knowing there's this really sweet scene where they're trying to think of a name for the boy. Um, they named the daughter Isabella last uh, last episode. Um, and they're, trying, they're having a giggle about that. Um, but then later there's sort of another really tender moment between Ange and Dom um, when she confides in him about her fears of sort of being a new mum again and juggling sort of newborns with her her job as a surgeon and all of that, um, and she tells him how she she'd frankly struggle without Josh, who's really you know she says oh he's really holding it together I'd sort of be lost without him. However, we then cut to Josh looking over his sort of tiny twins in in the special care unit, and let's just say he looks anything but a guy who's kind of holding it together. Um, so there's, there's, there'll be some interesting things going on there. I think you you sort of wonder where this this storyline's going to go. You know, she it it's not going to be happy ever after. Let's put it that way. It's Holby. It can't be. But we do love them as a couple. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with them. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just briefly, um, Jack. Um, there, there is a kind of uh, it's not the biggest storyline of of this episode, but Jack does feature. Yes, she does, and we always like a bit of Jack. Any Jack is good for us. <laughs> Bring it on, we love it. So anyway, yeah, she's she's um, there's she's she's still there up trying to do her job. Um, 
but following the blast, obviously all of Holby's resources understandably need to go towards getting the hospital back up and running. I mean, AAU is literally a bombsite. Um, so Max kind of tells Jack that Eli's, he was doing, or as we as we know, he was doing this sort of or trying to spearhead this pioneering stent trial, um, which Jack's been relying on to cure her own brain tumour. Max, Max sort of tells her that they're going to have to put it on hold. Um, Jack's, this isn't what Jack wants to hear. She's not one to take no for an answer. And she refuses to listen to Max, who's, who's really urging her to look into alternative treatment options. You know, by the time they're able to look again at the stent, it really could be too late for Jack. Um, mm. So, you know, we know Jack likes to be in control of literally everything. But here even she realises that there may be some situations that are completely out of her hands. So so the question is, is it, I guess the question is, will she sort of come to her senses and, and agree to explore other avenues? There's a really sweet scene between her and friend Sasha. You know, he he kind of he comes, he comes to realise this episode that things are maybe worse than they thought and that he wished she'd confided in him. Um... You know, but he kind of makes her realise just how important it is that she stays around for as long as possible. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it it will be it will be interesting to to see where that goes. That's, I can't imagine a world without Jack. I can't imagine Holby without Jack. <laughs> I know, but then there'll be no so, Holby soon. How can we imagine no. a world without Holby? Yes. Well, there is that too. Um, so, so yeah, we'll, we'll see that where that goes. Um, but the whole stent thing was was the reason why um, Davu's good army for me centers as Eli was brought in. So I can't I can't imagine that's totally off the table. So so we'll no. see what happens with that. Wait and see pie, as they say, or as I say yes. to my children every night when they ask me yes. what's for dinner. Buys me a bit of time. Um, thank you very much, Victoria. Now, we are going to talk for, well, go from one hospital drama to another um, and talk about casualty. Now, joining me is Rachel Lucas, because lovely Claire Ruck is on annual leave. So we've got Rachel today, equally lovely, um, to talk all things casualty. Hi, Rachel. Oh, hi, Hannah. It's nice to be here today to talk about casualty. <laughs> yes now um it's back this week isn't it because it was off last week uh, and, and it seems to me that casualty always gets moved for other things but there we go um we're saying a very sad farewell to jade though aren't we yes this is gonna yeah we had um a break last week so it's good to have it back this week but it's a sad episode because it's going to be the last we see of jade and she's been such a good character i think since she's been in it over the last couple of years. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, well, we're saying a sad farewell, but but why? Tell us more, you know, it, it's all going a bit wrong for her, isn't it? It is. It's all, go, it's all going a bit wrong for Jade this week. So the ED is dealing with some deaf patients from a co- coach crash who are brought in. And because there isn't an interpreter available, then Jade, who is obviously deaf, is asked to step in to help out and just to see, you know, what the patients need, what she can do for them. So, um, she, of course, she's very happy to do this. And the, But the very first patient that she goes to turns out to be, shock horror, her estranged birth mum, Susie. Hmm... So we haven't seen Susie for um, since last year. So obviously, 
um, Jade was given up by her mum, who is also deaf, sort of when she was only four and ended up going into foster care. And then she did manage to reconnect with her last year. She was hoping, you know, that she could finally have a relationship with her mother, but then she didn't hear anything. So when she sees Susie this week, it just brings back those terrible feelings of abandonment again. And she just, she accuses her of, you know, of doing that, of just putting her back into that position. Um... But uh, this isn't the only thing that's going to happen this week for Jade. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no, it's going to some drum roll. <laughs> it's going to get a whole lot worse. So obviously she's had this first, which is which has all been very upsetting. My mum's not really able to explain herself. But then we've got Jade just she's in the locker room. She's having a nice chat with uh, Charlie and Dylan, and they're doing the routine locker search. We also see, or it's a bit suspicious, Stevie seems to be hanging around the locker room, and she's looking very shifty. But we don't really know what she's up to. So sort of like Charlie and Dylan in the end sort of say to her, you know, kind of, it's fine, we can deal with this, go on your way. Um, And then, as I say, Jade's just chatting with them. She's not expecting Dylan to find anything dodgy in her locker, because why would she? Uh, But then Dylan, everybody's shocked, he pulls a bag of pills out of her locker. Mm, Which can only mean, you know, a disciplinary action or suspension or something, doesn't it, pending further investigation? Well, exactly. I mean, it's really serious for something like that to happen. You know, she's going to get in a lot of trouble. And in fact, she is told that straight away. But I'm a bit suspicious of Stevie because obviously we're she's wants revenge on Jade because she uh, found out that Jade was involved in the car crash some years ago, which actually ended up putting her own sister in this persistent vegetative state. So she's been planning this kind of revenge thing for a while. So I think maybe if she'd put the pills into Jade's locker then that's a very good way to try and get her fired. And then, you know, that will be a good revenge. That might be her plan. Mm. There has to be a way of the truth coming out over something like that. Surely you can't be set up. I mean, there must be cameras. There must be ways of proving that she wasn't able to do that. Oh, God. But she's leaving, so maybe not. Well, I know. That's true. You'd think so. And I'm sure she would be able to fight it if she stayed. But I think she has felt... um, unsupported really in the ED over this last year I think obviously being deaf and with all the COVID restrictions and having to wear a mask and things like that have been have been very difficult for her and um, also her boss and the person who normally helps her out is Jacob but he's actually off at the moment on leave so there isn't anybody there to help her Mm-mm. So I think it kind of pushes her. She just thinks, you know, I've given nursing a good go. I think maybe it's time to do something else now. Yeah, but can she do that kind of with her head held high or will she go away with a tail between her legs or a head held low? I mean, yeah. we know the truth, but that, I suppose, remains exactly. the big question. And I mean, Stevie's not a brilliantly nice character and um, I'm not sure that Jade is all the people that she has on her hit list. 
Well, exactly, because she also knows that Ethan was involved in her sister ending up in this terrible condition because he made a mistake sort of when he was helping treat her after the road accident. So Ethan is also on her list. So if she's gone this far to try and sabotage Jade's career, what's she going to end up doing to Ethan? I think this is what we're going to wonder. Mm, exactly um and this week just finally touches again on the kind of the very awful shocking domestic abuse storyline involving jacob doesn't it yes it does because we know in the last episode that um his abuse by tina finally came out because Mm. she'd been um sort of at first emotionally and mentally abusing him but then it started to get quite physical and in fact Ian discovered last time that we saw them that um, Tina had really violently attacked Jacob so of course Jacob's had to actually have medical treatment he had it at another hospital and he's now just taking some time off to recover but he's feeling really humiliated I think by what's happened um, I think this is something that does often happen with in domestic abuse cases, you know, both from men and women. So, yeah, it's very sad, really, I think, that he's had to, you know, feels like he has to hide away at home and not tell anyone. Yeah, I think it's shining a light on, an, on a subject that's, you know, very important and they're you know, dealing with it well, but it's, it's uncomfortable viewing at times. Um, right, well, thank you very much for listening because that is all the gossip this week on the two big hospital dramas but we will be back next week with so much more of that i'm certain 